beautiful and magical soul. Welcome back to the Soulfully Awakened podcast. It is your host, Nicole. And how are you today? Thank you for being here. Thank you for tuning in. And I always say thank you for being here, whether it is your first time or if you've been here for a while now or you've been here from the beginning. Thank you for listening. And I just appreciate all of you and I appreciate the Soulfully Awakened community that you know, without you guys would not be possible. So thank you. So today I just wanted to talk about your nervous system and regulation versus dysregulation and the total importance of working on your nervous system when working through healing. And I've been talking about this a lot on my business page um, for Facebook, because I'm kind of off Instagram right now. I've just not been feeling it, and I've been feeling the energy. But <laughs> if you're a creative being, you know that we need creative outlets. And my creative outlets are podcasting, my community newsletter. So if you're not signed up for that, sign, make sure you sign up for that, because I send um, exclusive things through there that I don't post anywhere else, um, and my Facebook page. And not that I'm a lover of Facebook, but it's nice to have my own little slice and space that I can do. Oh, yeah, and I also blog, but I blog when I can. But back to what I'm saying is I've been posting a lot about on there about nervous system health regulation versus dysregulation and also how to do nervous system regulation practices. So... I really want to share with people ways that they can do healing practices and techniques and energy hygiene practices and different things that you can do to optimize your health through eating and exercise. I want to touch on all components, mind, body, soul, and arm those who follow me, who read my content, who are part of my newsletter, who read the blog, and who are here on the podcast different ways that you can start to optimize and work on your own healing journey. And I think this is a really good, you know, way to do this because if you're not familiar with my work, this is a great way to get familiar with it. If you're in a space right now financially where, you know, you can't financially outsource money in order to have somebody like me or anybody else you want to hire on your journey, this is a great way to receive free content. So I'm all about the free content, giving people some really tangible tools and tips, not gatekeeping, not saying, okay, this is how you know if A, B, and C is off balance. And then I say, you know, hey, if you want to know how to bring it back into balance, here's how to work with me. (laughs) Um, I understand that we do that because this draws people to us to, you know, want to work with us and, you know, also, you know, keeps our business afloat and things like that. But I know how frustrating that is. And so I try my best to give you some examples of things that you can do. And I know sometimes, you know, we do those things and we have questions, am I doing it right? You know, how, you know, does this work in, you know, how long does it take to work and how can I do this and, you know, things like that. And then that's where somebody like me can come in to assist you. Like if you're doing all the things on your own, at your own pace, um, and you're just still feeling a little unsure, a little confused, or maybe you want to go 
deeper. That's where somebody like me comes in. But I like to offer a lot of free content with tangible tools and explanations and you know practices and wisdom and life proof experience of what I've done in my own life. And so the reason why I started to really dive into nervous system regulation was after the birth of my third child, my daughter Callie, who is almost two, she'll be two next week. Oh my goodness. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, is because. I found myself in a state of dysregulation, but when I was going through all the things, I did not realize my nervous system was dysregulated. I just knew that I was having extreme mood swings from having a lot of anxiety, a lot of lowness, a lot of panicking, also paired with physical sensations and symptoms. And so I really was like, what is going on with me? Like, you know, long story short, <laughs> I've talked about it before. It was a lot of postpartum hormonal anxiety, postpartum hormonal depression, mood swings. And then I was having sensations in my body where it was making me feel panicked and something was wrong with me. And the reason I really got into nervous system work was, well, one, you know, like if you're having those types of things and you're not sure where to start, like, you know, if you want to, like for me, I was like, I'm going to reach out to my naturopath. I want to, you know, have my blood work done, have my hormones checked, talk to her, things like that. I knew my blood work was good because I had my blood work done during my pregnancy, um, you know, and all that, but I wanted my hormones checked as well, my thyroid checked, just to make sure like, hey, if anything's going on with my thyroid, well, then I can focus on that because through my holistic nutrition and health background, I know what I can do there. I know what foods and supplements and practices to focus on for bringing that back into homeostasis. So that's the first thing that I did. Now, Everything that I'm going to tell you is not medical advice. This is just based on my own experience and the work that I do with clients. So if you feel like you have anything medically going on, please, you know, take that into consideration and, and do what you need to do. So for me, this work really began when I was about four months postpartum. I was having a really difficult time mindset-wise as well because breastfeeding was difficult. Breastfeeding was not easy, breezy, like I conjured up in my mind that it would be. Um, and latching was an issue. And there was just a lot of frustration going on with that. Plus, I think I've talked about this before. I also had this thing that affects like a small percentage of women that when they breastfeed, it doesn't release the happy endorphins. It makes you feel physically, physically sick. And, you know, not hungry, you lose your appetite. That was me. And so among all of those things, it was just a psychosomatic experience. It was psychologically a mind fuck. Um, and then pair it with the feelings I was having. Like I would worry all day that something was wrong with me. I would worry all day that something was wrong with the baby. Heightened anxiety. I would then, you know, have these moments of just breaking down and crying. Okay, like all these like postpartum things. And what is so interesting is, you know, when they evaluate you postpartum, they check you at your six-week eval. 
and then they send you on your way. Hi, those symptoms don't always happen within the first six weeks. They can happen later and that is what I had found so anyway so after getting all my blood work back all my thyroid levels checked this is why I like working with functional medicine and naturopath because they check for optimal numbers where western medicine checks for within range and so all of my numbers were optimal there were a few that were like under optimization like um what was it I think it was like my cortisol was like under functioning Okay, I know how to handle that. Um, my vitamin D was my vitamin D was good. My B vitamins were just a little bit low. Okay, I know how to handle that. Um, really, like everything was was optimal. So then I was like, okay, like everything that I'm doing on the front of supporting my body through supplements, whole foods, all of that. Okay, like that's working. Okay, so like let's get to the core here. So then I also thought like, well. I've never really done therapy before, but I don't want to do talk therapy. I want to work with somebody that has a holistic therapy that is into meditation, somatics, beyond just talking and sitting there and writing in their notebook, right? So I found somebody and I really loved working with her and through talking to her and really processing and doing, you know, she knew she knew my background. So she knew that like anything she threw at me that would be considered too woo-woo or too out there, like I'd be down for. So that's where I was able to have somebody hold space for me as I did the things that I know that I could do on my own and that I lead clients through. But you know, as a facilitator, as a teacher, as a space holder, as somebody that facilitates healing, we need space holders as well. And so she was able to hold that space for me so I could do all of that. And then this started to bring on my path. She didn't bring it up, but it started to come up a lot where I was reading a lot about nervous system regulation. And I already did a deep dive into, you know, vagus nerve healing and, and release and activation and health and all of that. So that took me down a deep dive of nervous system regulation. And I quickly realized like, holy shit, my nervous system. And so the reason why it was is because from the moment that I got pregnant, I had this plan in place that I was going to have a home birth, that I wanted to do all the things that I, you know, didn't get to do in my early 20s with my first two because I just didn't know, you know, right? Like the more you know, the more you know. And the challenging aspects of finding a midwife that was holistic that would support a home birth proved to be a little bit more difficult because I had two prior C-sections. None of those C-sections were medically necessary. And so what, what I had to do was I had to find a holistic midwife who was pro VBAC times two because the first one I found, she was like, oh yeah. And then when she found out I had two C-sections, she was like, nope, not going to do it. She's like, good luck finding somebody in a way. And I was like, uh, okay. Um, and so I found one and the hurdles that I had to jump through in order to provide her with the materials that she would need were like medical records. Okay. So I had my first two in my early twenties. Well, <laughs> they, everywhere I kept going was like, I'm sorry, I'm going to give you guys a little bit of backstory about the nervous system dysregulation first before we dive into it, um, was finding medical records that were X amount of years old because everyone was like, oh no, we don't have those anymore. And I used to work in the medical field, so then I had to kind of turn on my 
my like sternness with it and be like, I know that you have them. I worked in the medical field. You do not destroy medical records. You send them off site to Iron Mountain and they're stored there. You can request them. And then they were like, oh. And so finally I got my medical records, got that taken care of. Okay. Whew. Like nervous system was heightened during that, right? Because the stress of doing all this back end work and being told, nope, I don't have it and jumping through all these hoops. But then all these beautiful angels along the path came where it connected me to this person and this person said, call this person. I know that they can get them, blah, blah, blah. Got them. And then it was all like, okay, like, you know, we need to make sure that, you know, your C-section scar doesn't have scar tissue in your uterus. And so it was like all these different things where I was always like, oh my gosh, is this going to be another hurdle that's going to tell me, no, you can't have this. And I'm going to have to deliver in a hospital with, you know, a Western medical model. And that is not what I wanted. So that is where my dysregulation started. But I was able to cart, uh, depart, blah, 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 sorry, compartmentalize it in order to just get through it right? And not realizing that I was doing a disservice to my nervous system because it literally was heightened pretty much throughout the whole entire pregnancy. Nothing was ever wrong. I think I, w I was in hypervigilance, right? So then go into the birth. I had a home birth, but it was a long one. It was like, it was about 20, it was almost like 24 hours, but like not hard. It was like, you know, my water broke early in the morning. I had her early the next morning, about 24 hours apart. And, but when the hard labor started, you know, if you've ever had a all natural birth, you know, the intensity that I'm talking about, it's intense. It's an intense feeling and you're going to this space within yourself, this portal within yourself, your body is shifting, your bones are moving, your ligaments are opening up, all of these things. And it was an intense portal that I went through. I'm so glad that I did it. Would I do it again? Absolutely. But that, <laughs> I think that was the volcanic eruption for my dysregulation because all birth is traumatic in a sense. It is a very traumatic intense experience that your body goes through with birth whether it was through you know a natural birth where maybe you had an epidural or maybe you had no drugs whatsoever or a c-section it is traumatic on the body the body goes through so many transitions as you are preparing to birth this child right so that's where it all started so that's where my dysregulation started. And then when I was about four months postpartum, it all came to a head. That took me into looking at a nervous system regulation. And this showed me like, holy shit, your nervous system is fucked up, Nicole. Which took me down this spiral too. Like, oh my gosh, how did it get this way? The type of work that I do, the space holding that I do, I can't believe that it got to this point. How am I in this, how am I in this low space? So I went through all those emotions as well, like really like feeling guilt that like I do this for a living. How did I find myself here? Then I had to do all of the forgiveness work around not blaming myself. But <clears throat> what I found is that the body can never fully truly heal and regulate until the nervous system feels safe. And when your nervous system feels safe, you feel safe in your body. And if you don't feel safe in your body, it's going to be really challenging to heal whatever you have going on within yourself. So like I was stuck in this constant fight or flight and fight or flight is necessary 
when you're in a dangerous situation, like if you were like walking through the woods and a bear came upon you, fight or flight is very necessary, right? But we don't want to be stuck. We don't want to be stuck in that. And I was stuck in this perpetual fight or flight. And I could tell because I could feel myself sitting down at times watching TV, reading a book, and I'd be tensed up. I was like, oh my God, I have energy stuck in my body. I need to release this. And so I started to really study and do things on my own with release work and with nervous system regulation. And I really worked on my my regulation. So if you find yourself feeling or experiencing things such as you constantly feel overwhelmed, you're very easily ir- irritated, like the, like the slightest thing can send you into irritation spiral. You have digestive issues, gut imbalances, gut issues. You have chronic issues. Chronic issues means that it is happening more than four times a week. Migraines, um, shoulder tension, aches and pains in the body, things like that. Autoimmune issues, brain fog, anxiousness, fatigue, like chronic fatigue. Um, Cortisol issues, hormonal balance issues, you shut down emotionally, stressed out easily. You find yourself, you know, future tripping or having tragedy play into the worst case scenario and many other things. So there are so many reasons why one's nervous system will become dysregulated. This could be from trauma that you experienced, abuse, experiencing a traumatic event, birth trauma, inner child wounding, abandonment issues, neglect, not having your most basic needs met, overworking oneself, being addicted to stress, stressful situations, stress hormones, things like that. So if you find yourself in this feeling, and this isn't medical advice because there could be some things medically going on that cause this, but the reason why I bring in nervous system regulation is because until you regulate the nervous system, your body will never fully be able to heal in the optimal way that it can and bring itself back into regulation and homeostasis until you feel safe in your body. Like if you do not feel safe in your body, you're wanting to escape your body, you're wanting to crawl out of your skin, that is a sure sign that you have a dysregulated nervous system because it doesn't feel safe to feel. You don't like the way it feels, so you want to escape because you don't understand what is going on within the body. So Of course, you want to escape the body. Escapism, you want to crawl out of your skin. You don't like it. It doesn't feel good. Because yeah, when you're having a panic attack or you're feeling anxiousness, you are going worst case scenario. This is happening to me. I'm going to have A, B, and C happen. I'm going to, you know, this is the worst case scenario that I have worked with clients. And I have felt this too when I've been in an episode like this is you feel like you're going to die. You do not feel safe in your body. You want to escape it. You want to go away. And so this is why talking about nervous system regulation is key because your goal is to help your body back into parasympathetic state, which is rest and digest, where it feels safe, where it can rest into the body and it can digest and process what is happening with the safety capacity of being able to know that nothing, nothing is, nothing is wrong. We're just feeling something going on and creating safety in the body. And so this is why I talk about this because until you can 
feel that safety in the body, healing is going to feel challenging. And this is why I will always say like, you know, mindset work is helpful. Talk therapy in certain instances is helpful. Shifting a mindset loop so you get out of a spiral is helpful. Reframing your thoughts can be helpful. Of course, all of that is. But working on the mindset is never going to fully, you know, override a dysregulated nervous system. It just can't and it won't. And I can tell you this from experience. Because when I was in a state of dysregulation, all the talking in the world was not helping me until I started implementing some tangible ways. And I healed my nervous system on my own. I got out of the spirals of anxiety that were literally taking over every single day of my life. I, I healed that myself. I healed this perpetual tragedy play that was happening in my mind, the sensations that my body was causing me to feel like something was wrong. Oh my gosh, I'm, is my heart fluttering? Am I having heart palpitations? All of those things. Because I knew that nothing was physically wrong with me. It was my mind-body connection, my nervous system dysregulation. I healed myself. I have clients who have come to me that have done years and years of talk therapy, but they still have this. They still have anxious. They still feel like this. And then we do some of these nervous system regulation practices in conjunction with mindset work, with looking at the physical body. What is your diet? How are you moving your body along with the energetics, the energy practices and things like that? So yes, all those other things I talked about like that, you know, are considered like talking through mindset work. Yeah, they are helpful, but I am so much of a, okay, great. Let's get to the root of why your nervous system became activated in the first place, because the roots is where the juice lies. And if we can look at that and we can begin to clean that up, we can begin to heal that, clear that, repair that, you are going to find a significant amount of relief in healing and shifting that you desire. The more regulated you are, the more capacity that you have to hold when a, an intense emotion comes, when an intense feeling comes. So this is why I always look and talk about nervous system regulation with clients that it is an, an imperative to talk about because I can't take them deep into inner child work, to trauma work, to wounding, into past life issues and things like that if their nervous system capacity is frayed and fried and it is in a state of hypervigilance because they do not feel safe. So why would I take them through an energy experience where it could cause more harm than good? So I always see where they're at energetically and nervous system wise. And if I feel like there is something going on there that they need more support, then I will offer different ways to help them regulate different things they can do off the clock when they're not with me that will assist in their regulation that creates safety within themselves. And that is a huge part of nervous system regulation is safety, 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 safety. So we want to look at things to explore when you have a dysregulated nervous system is 
what is causing the feeling of unsafeness in the body in the first place? Like, where did this start? Like, what is the earliest memory? What traumatic event happened? Like, you know, what do you feel? What did you perceive? And where do you feel this in the body? I kind of like to know where they feel it in the body because they could be like, you know, I have chronic, you know, shoulder achiness, tightness all the time in my neck. And this is what's going on. And so we start to, okay, like, okay, we've identified where this is lying. What is it causing? It's causing chronic migraines. It's causing, you know, me not to feel um, rested because it aches when I sleep. Okay. And then we start to kind of get a little bit deeper because I kind of want to know, like, um, you know, just how they, you know, how, how are you communicating? Do you feel safe communicating? How is your expression? Um, you know, were you allowed to express yourself and your emotions? You know, do you, did you feel like you had to carry the burden of the family? Were you, um, prompted into the position as, as a caretaker in your family at a very young age? Things like that. And so I ask a lot of different questions just to kind of get investigative, um, and, and let them go a little bit deeper. And then after we kind of identify that, we can look at, well, what can be done to create more safety within your body? Like what safety does the body desire? What relief does it need? You know, we look at those things. And so first, it's really helpful for you to look at those two questions. But if you feel like, okay, like I need support in this, this is like where you can, you know, instill some help from somebody and I always say like you know if you want help like make sure whoever you're working with like understands the body the energetics somatic release nervous system regulation and then like mindset repatterning and things like that and so once you identify the moment the thing the event the trauma where these unsafe feelings were rooted in then you can see the root okay once we see the root then this is where I would do other work and so we would do some energy work through shamanic work, through <clears throat> somatic techniques, through the guidance of my verbal cueing, maybe past life regression, energy work, clearings, things like that. But once you begin to see where it started, where it started, why it started, all of those things and how it has cast its web over your life, then that that's a great starting point. Then you can begin the process. And I say do this slowly. Okay, of figuring out what the body needs in order to feel safe, held, and cared for. And then this is where nervous system regulation practices will come into play. And so this is a really key part is doing nervous system work because what this nervous system work does is helps you to feel more calm, more grounded, more safe in your body and can create this calming sympathetic state. And so here, here are some things that you can begin doing. And ev I, everybody needs to take care of their nervous system. So this isn't just for people who have, you know, dealt with abuse, who have dealt with trauma, who have dealt with neglect, who have never had their most basic needs met, who are overworked. It's not just for that. Everybody benefits from nervous system work because what this does is this helps recalibrate and bring your body into a state of more calmness, more clarity, and more capacity to hold various energies that you are experiencing every single day. Like you're experiencing energy right now as you hear my voice. I am transmitting an energy. Okay? So nervous system work is for everybody. So 
here are just some things that you can do, and I talked about this on my Facebook page, so if you were there, you you're here for it, but I'm going to give you some more. Um, cold exposure, ice baths, cold soaks, or cold showers. So cold exposure has been shown to bring the body back into a state of parasympathetic state, calms your heart rate, reduces your blood pressure, clears a racing mind, and helps you feel clear. It's also really great for your lymphatic system. It gets that pump going. So you can do an ice bath. You can do it. You can buy an actual cold soak um, mechanism. I have one of those where you can just soak in that. You can also, if you don't want to do a cold bath, an ice bath, or buy a cold soak um, mechanism, a container, thing like that, you can end your shower with one to three minutes of cold water exposure. So the way that I would do that is I would, at the end of my shower, I would turn my water to the coldest setting, get under it, and just focus on your breathing. And this is what we want to do with everything. When you're doing any type of cold exposure, you want to focus on your breathing. Breathing in slowly through the nose and then out slowly through the nose. And just focus on that because your mind is going to tell you a million trillion different ways why this is hard, this sucks, this doesn't feel good, get out, turn the water on, I can't do this. You got to overcome the mind and just relax. Untense your body, relax your hands, relax your arms. This may feel challenging at first if you're new for this, and that is okay, right? If you can only do 30 seconds the first time or 10 seconds, that's okay. I would do 30 seconds of cold, 30 seconds of warm or hot, and then do 30 seconds of cold again. And I, I do this sometimes with my showers, for a total of three minutes, 30 seconds cold, 30 seconds hot. I set a timer on my phone or my husband will set a timer and, and let me know and let me know that, okay, cold. And I'll get to the cold and he'll be like, okay, warm. Like this is helpful for me. So sometimes I don't always do my cold soak. Sometimes I just end my, I just end my um, shower with the cold water and I'll do like that. So that is a really great way to do this. Cold exposure is truly gaining discipline over your mind's low frequency thoughts and why you can't do it and why it's hard and all those things. So observe your thoughts as you practice because this will trigger up some deep rooted thoughts that you have around yourself, challenging situations and your discipline and things like that. So you can do cold exposure every day if you want. So personally, I would suggest if you're new to this, start slow and just try a few times a week, okay? Um, the next one you can do is breath work. So breath work is a really nice way to drop into your body, to become really present, to focus on your breath, and to allow yourself to slow down, to become intentional, to connect with your body, and to just help your nervous system come into a relaxing state. And so breath work can be done anywhere and everywhere. And so I always suggest simple, easy breath work because you have access to your breath all the time. So here are two of my favorite ways to do breath work. You can do them anywhere and everywhere and no one will even know what you're doing if you're concerned about people watching you. So the first one is box breathing. So if you, I'm going to describe it, but if you want more detail on how to do it, there's tons of free resources on um, 
YouTube and things like that. So breath work with box breathing is you'll inhale through your nose for a count of four. So it goes four, three, two, one. And then you're going to hold it at the top of the breath for four, three, two, one. And then you're going to slowly exhale out the nose or the mouth, whatever feels most comfortable for you for a count of four. So four, three, two, one. Hold it at the bottom of the breath. So hold your breath for a count of four for four, three, two, one. And you do that and you can do this for as many rounds as you want. The best way that I find to do this is so you're not keeping track of your rounds is set a timer on your phone. So if you're going to do it for a minute, do it for a minute, set a timer. So then all you're focusing on is your breath and the count and releasing and relaxing the body. You're not focusing on oh, how many rounds did I do? Did I do enough rounds? Set your timer. I say one to three minutes. You can do this multiple times a day. So if you find yourself becoming activated, overwhelmed, stressed out, feeling a bit anxious, do box breathing. You can also focus on, this is called a longer focused exhale versus the inhale. So what this means is, I just use this as an example, but this isn't the be all end all. Um, however many in breaths you want to take, you just want to make sure your out breath is at least one beat longer out on the exhale. So what does that mean? So that means if you inhale through your nose for a count of five, one, two, three, four, five, you're gonna want your exhale to be a six count. So you're gonna exhale out the mouth or the nose for six, five, four, three, two, one. Now, your inhale could be longer. It could be a seven count. Okay, exhale's gonna be, is going to be an eight count or, you know, whatever that is. Or it could be, um, you know, like an eight, a nine count, whatever that is. The key is, is the out breath is going to be longer than the in breath. So it could be one beat longer, it could be three beats longer. Do this for several rounds until you feel like you've calmed down or again, you can set your timer. But you can go based on all of this based on how you feel. So these are two breath work techniques I always, always, always do with my clients as we are getting ready to embark on some inner work, be energy work, shamanic work, past life regression work, meditation, anything like that, because I want them to relax into their body. I want them to feel relaxed into their nervous system. That is really important, right? Calming the mind, getting all of the energy, all of the beingness of that person calm. So this is something that you can do. And like I said, breath work is a wonderful practice to implement. Why? Because you always have access to the breath. The other thing I talked about was EFT. So emotional freedom technique. So tapping, this is what it is. It's also referred to as tapping. It is tapping on specific parts of the body that have acupressure points that release trapped emotions, trapped energy. You can say a script with it. So, you know, I don't really want to go that deep into it. I think I actually, if you go way back in the podcast um, realm here, you will find a podcast episode that I think I did on EFT actually. So you can learn more about what EFT is, how to do it, all of that. But I'll briefly explain it here. 
Um, EFT is a really great way to move through energies, calm the nervous system down. You can recite a script if you want that is completely personalized to whatever you're moving through, whatever you're going through. So it could be anxiety. It could be blocks around your purpose. It could be around not feeling safe and comfortable in your body. All of those things. So if you want to know more, you can listen to that podcast episode. I think it's like back in year one, actually, season one, maybe. Um, You can go listen to that. And if you want to do EFT on your own, there are tons and tons of free resources and videos for specific ailments, things that you are going through that you can find tapping on. Tapping is a really, really, really great tool to use. And so I I use this when I feel like I need it. I have done it before and it does work. I have done it with clients before. It does work. It creates an emotional release. All of those things, when we have emotional releases, we're letting go of energy charge that is built up, pent up, or stuck in the body or in the nervous system. Um, Meditation. I don't think I really have to talk a lot about meditation, but meditation is such a great way to connect to yourself, to your breath, to allow yourself to be. It is the art of reception and receptivity and openness, a space to be present with self and the moment and God and Jesus and open yourself up to receiving whatever it is that you need to receive. It also allows your mind to slow down, your heart rate to find a beautiful resting pace, your blood pressure to stabilize, to lower, your nervous system to calm down, and a moment for you to just be, to drop into the space of beingness. So meditation is a beautiful practice. It is free to you. If you don't know where to start, where to begin, or how to meditate, please let me know. I offer tips, tools, and guidance on starting a meditation practice. I also have a ton of free guided meditation content that is completely free to you. So if you want some resources on guided meditations, please let me know. I will send you the links to all of that information. There's a folder compiled with tons of different guided meditations that you can begin doing today that work on various things, chakra clearing, um, thing, uh, meditations for morning, meditations for evening, meditations to promote self-healing and the body, all the things, okay? So those are available to you. Or you can even look on YouTube. There's tons of free resources, you guys. There's free resources on Spotify. So if you are a newbie or maybe you just like to be in receiving mode, and you want to meditate through guidance, you can do that. But there are so many ways to meditate. It's not only through sitting down with your legs crossed or laying down or guided meditation or through body scanning. There's so many different ways to do meditation. So here are some ones that I did not talk about. I did not talk about on my um, business page. So somatics, somatic shaking, somatic movement. I think I've talked about this before, just talking about the benefits of somatic, but think of it like this. Okay, so when an animal in the wild or even domesticated, if they get into a, like a scuffle or a fight or something traumatic happens to them, their first response after going through that, they immediately start shaking their body because this is discharging the energy of that heightened fight or flight that had happened. So innately, they are programmed. They know to do that. 
we as human beings have lost that innate connection to knowing how to work and move and process through the body. So this is a really great way. There are many different somatic techniques, but I like to do things. You can just stand up legs about hip width apart and just kind of like bounce keep your feet grounded and just bounce your body bending your knees bounce 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 you can stand there with your feet grounded just shaking out your hands from your wrist hands up above your head all down your body and then you can just start to jump jump let the body go that is somatic movement somatic shaking do this process this is something that i do every single morning when i wake up i like whenever i can find space not immediately when i wake up um but some point in my morning practice i do one to three minutes of just shaking my body starting bouncing shaking moving the hips moving the arms shaking the wrist out i do all these things so this is something that you can do every day to just kind of shake off the energy, to prime your nervous system, to get really clear, to drop into the body, connect to the body. Um, some other ways that I do this is through the mirror alchemy process that I do, that I created. I started doing it for myself years ago. I started showcasing it um, on social media, bringing people into my practice, and I created a PDF about it um, a little, it's like a little snippet. It's a bit, it's called um, Creatrix Codes, Embodiment and Expression. So that is a PDF that I put together. So if you want more information on how to do that practice, you can um, contact me and I'll give you a little bit more information. That is something that is for sale for $10 via PayPal. You get the link. It's yours forever. You get the PDF. I have a playlist attached to it. So you have the music flow for the whole entire practice, things like that. And I wanted to make it accessible because I used to offer this um, type of practice and session about four years ago. And it was a very popular practice because it it has like everything, it has somatics, it has breath work, it has energy work, it has meditation, it has shamanic journeying, all the things. And so I have been really guided to bring my practices, my tools, and all the different things that I do into ways that people can still use them without me having to be there, lead them, and guide them. Now, maybe eventually I'll bring this practice back, or maybe I'll bring it back in a live group class or something like that. But if this is something that you're interested in to learn a bit more about embodiment and expression practices that has all that stuff in there, you can send me um, an email. I'll put that back in here in the show notes so you can contact me and I can get you that information. So somatics, really great way to do it. Moving the body, things like that. Um, another great way, like I've talked about this before, so I didn't really talk about it on that specific post on my biz page talking about nervous system regulation healing was... Um, earthing because I talk about earthing all the time getting your feet out on the earth connecting to the earth because this directly affects the energy of your body because when you connect to the earth you are receiving the energy of the earth you are discharging excess energy and within seconds within seconds of your feet, your bare feet, or your hands touching a tree, hugging a tree, like whatever you can physically touch without a barrier. Like I'm talking like a barrier that doesn't allow electricity to, con 
to conduct through it, like rubber soles of shoes. Like if you have gloves on and you touch a tree or you touch the grass, you're still going to receive that. If you sit on top of a blanket, you are still going to receive that energy. It's not disrupting the connection. Things that disrupt the connection are things that do not allow electro electricity electrons to freely move through it and conduct through it. It has a barrier that stops that. So anything that allows you to still connect, you can still do it. Like if you lay on the ground, you have a jacket on, clothes on, still going to feel it. Now, if you stand on top of the earth with your tennis shoes on, it's not going to work, <laughs> you know? Um, so things like that. And if you have shoes that are like grounding shoes, things like that, that allow the electrons to conduct into the body through that source, those are really great to have. I have some of those. Um, <clears throat> but earthing is a great thing to do. It allows your nervous system to relax. It does all these different things. It reduces, you know, your blood pressure, brings your heart rate into homeostasis. It clears the mind. It reduces inflammation in the body. It does all these really beautiful things. Time in nature is another one. I love getting out in nature. So if when I feel frazzled, as soon as I go on a walk and I start to make my way to this beautiful forest of trees that are by me and I walk through it and I'm surrounded by the noises, I smell the earthiness, I calm down. I come back to my house so much better feeling than when I left. Time in nature is healing. And it's so interesting. I listened to this little chat a couple days ago and he was like, so people are picking up that like, I love nature. Nature is my hobby. He was like, nature is a human way of life. We've become so disconnected from it that we think when people talk about nature, take pictures of nature that like, oh my God, this is such a beautiful hobby. He's like, no, this is a human component of living life. We lived in communion, daily communion with our life, with nature, with the sunrise, the sunset, being out in nature, connecting to the earth, you know, eating from the earth, growing our own food and all of that stuff that, but we've come so disconnected from it because of convenience, because of modern living. And so now in order to live in communion with nature, it becomes an intentional practice and it, it's become this like, oh my gosh, this is the coolest thing to do now. Like go out with the, it, it becomes, it becomes a thing. It becomes a biohacking tool, which I'm glad that there are people who talk about it in this way because it brings awareness to it. But like, this is always a way of life. Like getting sunlight, morning sunlight in your eyes was always a practice. Sun gazing was always a practice. Getting the sunset infrared light in your eye was always a practice. Walking around barefoot has always been a practice. Like, But it wasn't considered a practice. It was a way of life. And I think that we are slowly making our way back to it. And I'm so glad that there are people who are bringing awareness to it and things like that. So getting daily nature, daily sunshine, daily grounding is such a beautiful healing type of tool and practice that, you know, is free. And this is why I'm talking about a lot of this stuff because a lot of the stuff I'm talking about is free to you. And I think it's so important to talk about it in that way because a lot of times people think that like healing and doing all this work is expensive and I can't afford it. Well, I'm going to share with you all the different types of ways that 
you can do that are absolutely free to you that you can start doing as soon as you're done listening to this um, podcast episode. Sorry that if I sound a little all over the place and jumbled, I have my almost two-year-old in here (laughs) constantly needing something. Um, So like I said, like being out in nature, grounding, walking around outside, being outside is such an experience. Another thing that you can do to regulate your nervous system to bring calmness, because that's what we're all that's what this is all about. It's about bringing calmness and discharging energy is through your creativity. We're all creative in our own way, our own right. Every single person is creative. I wrote a blog post on this several years ago. If you want to hear my thoughts on creativity, go and read that through my blog post. You can find that through my website. I have a section there for my blog post. Um, Everybody is creative. I do not believe that there is a single person, single soul on this planet that doesn't have a creative spark in their body. So creativity could be like writing, blogging, graphic design, a scrapbooking, collaging, drawing, painting, sculpting, making pottery, um, watercolor painting, making floral arrangements, um, creating and crafting up new recipes that you intuitively feel into. Like, We all need to move creative energy. Creative energy is such a vital, important part of keeping your sacral chakra healthy. If we have no outlet, that can get really congested and really frustrated. And we need a creative outlet. So everybody has a creative outlet. Now, does creativity mean for public consumption all the time? Absolutely not. It could be just for you. You could have a notebook you doodle in, you draw in. Maybe you are somebody that loves to create short stories and you write about it. You sit at your computer, write up short stories. You do things like that. Like you don't have to share that with anybody. It could be just for you. But if you want to share it and and, and create something with it, you can totally do that. So creativity and getting your creative energy and outlet is you know a great way to work with your nervous system as well. So um, that is one that like I love. Another thing that you could do that regulates your nervous system is spending time with somebody that you love. It could be a pet. It could be a loved one. It's just sitting with them and spending time with them. And you feel that unconditional love. And I say pets too, because pets are so um, unconditionally loving and you know they know they know they're intuitive they know when something's up they know when something's off so they'll come sit next to you cuddle next to you lay their head on you want you to pet them or a cat will come and lay on you and they start purring which that purring vibration recalibrates your vibration so you could do that spend time with somebody that you know that is so loving and you know, can hold space for you in a way and just spend time with you, you know, do things with you that calm you down, watch a movie with you, drink tea with you, um, things like that. Um, Another thing you can do is listen to sound frequency, like binaural beats, you know, like beta wave, theta wave, delta. Um, You can listen to sound bowls. And sorry, she's playing my drum now, my shamanic drum. Um, You can do things like that. So that is a great way to calm 
Another free, easy way is to get a journal and keep a journal of different things that you want to do. It could be, you know, it could be part of your practice in the morning where you have free writing and you're just, you know, doing morning pages, getting out everything in your head. It could be a stream of consciousness, a manifestation journal, a dream journal, um, like a reflective journal, like where you reflect on your day. It could be a gratitude journal. Journaling is a great way because that gives you a space to discharge, to get it out of the body, to get it onto paper and things like that. So I think it's a great way to release energy, excess energy. So find whatever journaling feels good to you. I know people love journals. Some people don't like all that clutter to write down the old school way so they keep it in their phone or they type it out. Do what works for you. And lastly, what is great for your nervous system as well is a really relaxing bath. Um, some people are like, ew, baths gross. Like they feel like they're soaking in their own filth. I've heard this from friends. I personally love a good bath and I like to add things in it that are beneficial to my body. So one thing I always suggest adding in because when you are in a state of nervous system dysregulation, I can guarantee that you are burning up magnesium like no other. Magnesium is a really beautiful mineral that really helps us to cope with stress, to bring calmness to the body, among other things. So when you are in a state of hyper chronic stress, fight or flight, your nervous system is all, you know, quote unquote, fucked up. Um, you are burning through magnesium at a very intense rate. So you need to be replenishing it. Everybody should be making sure that they are taking care of their minerals. So if you want to know where you are minerally, I would highly recommend working with a functional doctor or a naturopath. And I think there's probably home tests that you can do that you can send off to labs, but get your micronutrients tested. This will show you where you are on the scale with things like calcium, magnesium, chromium, copper, um, all of those things, manganese, um, and just and just show you like where you are minerally. So magnesium, I add magnesium flakes to the bath. I add Epsom salt, and um, sometimes you can add different loose leaf herbal things as well if you want to. And you just make your bath. A really relaxing space for you. You can light incense, you can light non-toxic candle, you can listen to your sound frequencies, your sound bowls, your relaxing music when you are in the bath. And I, add, like I said, I add magnesium flakes to mine, so I really like it. I think I use Ancient Minerals. You can get that on Amazon. It's a really great quality. Um, and so adding that to your bath, soaking it up for 15 to 20 minutes is really good. This is why doing magnesium soaks because it goes through the cell and gets totally saturated into your body and replaces and ups your magnesium. So those are just some of the ways that you can begin to tend to your nervous system, that you can begin to support it, love on it, help it, all of the things. And if you find yourself in a space where you are looking for additional support to go deeper into the energetics and to just really 
you know, have more accountability and more support and guidance. That's where something like working with somebody like myself or anybody else of your choosing would be of benefit. But I really wanted just to provide you guys with some easy, tangible ways. And I would say that probably the good majority of these were free, which I think is important to talk about that. And I'm not trying to sell you anything. Um, but yeah, so I hope that you, you know, found some information, found some benefit. And um, thank you for being here and staying here with on this crazy journey, this long podcast episode and my toddler injecting her expression and verbalization in the background. Um, but you know, this is a season of my life. This is how I get things done. This is how I work. And I just appreciate everybody for tuning in. So if you think that anybody could benefit from this, please share it with them. Share it with a friend, a family member, or share it on your social. Because I really do think um, the good majority of the population on this planet is dysregulated in one way or another. It could be on the extreme side, it could be somewhere in the middle, or it could just be the occasional dysregulation. And these are different tools that you can arm yourself with in order to understand your own energetics, your own nervous system. And now you have some tangible ways that you can begin to implement, that you can begin to work on. And so I highly invite you into looking at all these ways and finding which ones feel best to you, which ones that you really like, and know that you have permission to change it up, to switch it out. You know, um, and I think that is one of the biggest things that I see clients struggle with. They think that if they don't do A, B, and C, that this isn't going to work or that they're doing it wrong. And it's like, no, like this is where intuition and discernment really comes into play. And that comes online more strongly when you feel regulated. So thank you for being here today. And like I said, check the show notes. I will put my email address in there for you if you would like a link to my free guided meditation folder and or you want more information or the links on how to get the creatrix codes embodiment and expression pdf um yeah feel free to send me a message i will get back to you as soon as i can i'm really good about trying to return messages pretty quickly within 24 hours So yeah, please do that. But thank you so much for tuning in and listening and joining today wherever you are in the world. I hope that you have a beautiful rest of your day, beautiful evening, and a wonderful rest of your week. And I hope that your December has started off beautifully. I will chat with you soon on the next podcast. Until then.